to take heart, where our goal is to give you hope and offer insight and encouragement so you can flourish in your journey as a special needs mom. Each week, Amy, Carrie, and Sarah will explore a theme and share an inspiring story, practical tip, and an encouraging blessing using our combined experience of over 30 years of parenting children with special needs. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome. My name is Sarah Klein, and I am so glad you are here with us as we continue discussing our topic this month, Mindset Shift. There are so many quotes and inspirational stories about shifting your mindset. There are posters, there are books, you can buy them on decorations, and you can load them as your screensavers. Heck, some even prefer to tattoo them on their own bodies, so they're there forever. Whatever form you choose, having those reminders It's a great resource to have. I have my fair share as well around my house, on my bookshelves, and I even have a couple etched into my own skin. Sorry, mom. But they helped me. These things didn't change me, though. I still had to think them. I still had to believe them. And I still had to redirect my own thinking. Before I go any further, I really didn't think I was going to share this, but I keep feeling the need to we're going to consider it a God nudge, but I suffer from major clinical depression. So please hear me. If you have depression and you know the kind that I'm talking about, it's the kind that stays in your chart forever and is the first topic of discussion when you try to do anything different medically or health-wise, changing your mindset is possible. It is difficult. It is something you commit to every day But please hear me that it is possible and it gets easier with time. It all boils down to training or retraining your thinking. But how? That's the million dollar question, isn't it? Changing our thinking, it's not always easy to do when we're constantly on the defensive from those judging stares when our child has a meltdown again in the produce section or when you get calls from school for the fourth day in a row Or when you put time equivalent of a part-time job into being on the phone with doctor's offices, insurance agencies, or whomever else needs your attention. So how do you shift your mindset from exhausted, heartbroken, helpless, scared witless, to strong, happy, and positive? Well, I started to figure it out by trial and error, and I'm still working on it. It will always be a work in progress for me. I started one day by saying to myself that my son's diagnosis wasn't changing. He is autistic. He is terminal. And this disease will progress until we reach the inevitable end. But that wasn't going to change that particular day. So what else could I think about that day? Some may say that was avoidance. I would say they are absolutely wrong. I wasn't avoiding the life expectancy issue. I wasn't avoiding what the doctors call his quirks. I just didn't feel like I needed to drown in it all anymore, at least for one day. Guys, it was a process that started so simply. It started with me saying no more wallowing for one day, one day. I let the sadness come because I knew it would. It's there with me every day, but then I released it immediately. For one day, I made myself finish each thought on a positive note. 
It was about this time I remembered something I did to help my outlook on my marriage years before when my husband and I were going through a rough spot. I had a close work friend. She was lovely. And we sat close to each other talking. And it was a fortunate side effect of our jobs, honestly. I noticed one day that she didn't necessarily like my husband, though. I could just tell by the way she would talk about him to me that he wasn't one of her favorites. And I was hurt. And yes, I was defensive. How dare she not like my husband? Doesn't she see how awesome he is? Then it hit me. No, how would she know how great he is? All she ever heard were the complaints. Granted, most of the complaints were harmless enough. It was a complaint about dirty dishes that morning that he promised he would do. I would share these character flaws of my husband usually in passing, as I was settling in for the day and throwing my purse down in frustration. But all of these little complaints eventually, and it was years of working together, turned into a general dislike of him by her. I had no one to blame but myself. I didn't want to go to her and bring this up. It wasn't like it was her fault. She was just being a good friend. She had my back. And as painful as it is to admit now, she was just agreeing with me. This wasn't her issue. It was mine. So I started a little experiment. I was going to not complain about my husband for one week. Not one negative comment to her. I don't care what he did or didn't do. She was not going to hear it from me. Instead, I would find one thing he did well and share it with her. I hate to admit, but finding something good proved to be very difficult for me at first. So at first, it was usually something simple like, last night when Craig was helping me with dinner, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) The positives I I shared about my husband were just as small and insignificant as the complaints were. What started out as me seeing if I could change my friend's mind turned into me noticing all the things my husband did for me. It was my thinking that changed. In turn, I started liking him more. Imagine that. I stopped caring what my friend thought. And it no longer mattered because I knew the truth. There was a lot of good in my husband. And he deserved me speaking that out loud. Ultimately, it became less and less trying to find the positive. So I used this technique with my son's diagnosis. I stopped complaining for one week. What I started to see was the good because I was searching for it. I started to notice everyone who wanted to help us, everyone who was pulling for us, and everyone who was passionate about teaching him. And I started to see the positive side of humanity. And I probably wouldn't have seen that. I wouldn't have had that opportunity to see without this disease. No, the disease is still painful. I still find myself crying in the shower so no one hears me. I still talk to my counselor, my friends, or family about the negative, scary, and hopeless feelings. And I occasionally still need to set a few more on straight. But I just don't give those thoughts, feelings, and the negative people free range anymore. I don't give them the power. So after I became good at not always voicing the negative, I took it a step further. I started writing down my wins for the day. Each day, I had to come up with three wins. Sometimes a win was simply not telling so-and-so in the car rider line to shove it. And hey, that was a win that particular weekday. I went so far as to download a voice-to-text app so I could speak into my phone a win, just so I wouldn't forget it later. Then I decided I needed to create a personal goal. Not me as a special needs mom, but me, Sarah. You know, the lady. The lady who has a name that doesn't end in mom. The lady who has unique skills and dreams that doesn't revolve around muscular dystrophy, autism, or whatever other diagnosed this life has thrown at us. 
I created a time in my life for a dream of my own to come to fruition. I set a goal and I came up with a game plan. I made my list and small actionable steps. I checked in with myself weekly. Progress was progress. No negativity allowed, period. But one last tip, which I believe had the most impact long-term, was based on Proverbs 11.25, which says, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. One of the most important things to shifting our mindset is to think of and to help others. Notice others around you and what they may be going through. We all have our own baggage. When you don't know how to help yourself, help others. When you don't know how to shift your own thoughts, focus on others. Do something for someone else. Do it in secret, not for anyone else to praise you. Just do it for the simple act of generosity. And you don't know who to help? Well, call your local church or your local school and see if they need just a simple supply or anything that you can do that would bless someone else. Volunteer, even if it is one shift a month or a quarter at your church or your local food bank. Refresh others and you will be refreshed. And if you don't have time, energy, or resources to help others, and let's be honest, those tend to be in short supply more times than not, remember, generosity is generosity to God. Nothing is too small. Send a note to someone just to let them know that they crossed your mind. Find something for your child with special needs to do as well, and do that together. Have them write a note. Find a park and pick up trash. Sit down and pray for someone together. Volunteer with them so they can see that the world does not revolve around them. Whatever it is, do it well and do it in a way that you yourself would appreciate it. And if all else fails and all you have is the energy to ask God for his help, that's all you need. Ephesians 4.23 says, let the spirit change your way of thinking. Lord, today we may be at a complete loss for words, but we know that you are not. We ask that you intercede and help guide our thoughts and words. Today, we invite you into the darkest places of our hearts and minds so that your light may cast away the shadows of our fear and our doubt and our negativity. We place all of this in your hands. Amen. Thank you for joining us this week on Take Heart. Our prayer each week is for your heart to be encouraged. We are grateful that you are walking on this journey with us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss a show. You can follow us on Instagram at Take Heart Special Moms. If you have any questions or comments, follow the links in our show notes. We would love to hear your story. Thanks for listening. We will see you next Tuesday when all three of us are together to wrap up this month on Mindset Shift.